0: So we're just calling it Keeve now, Kiev. like uh, evidently everybody oh, on TV. Oh, yeah. well, I thought it was me. Unilaterally yeah. decided
1: all at once that they're going to change the pronunciation of this. Well, no, that's how these things happen, right? So did you know that? I, so I live across the street from a linguistics professor at UT. That's totally true. I haven't talked to him about this yet, but I feel like that's how these things get sort of legislated in the court of public opinion. Is it like they're like. Well, the way that you've always been saying it is the Russian way, and everybody was like, "Fuck that!" Oh, so, so now we're doing it the Ukraine way? Yeah, that's the way that the Ukrainians say it. Well, is, last
0: is night uh, I dropped yeah. by HEB and bought some uh, chicken Kiev. Uh, so,
2: oh. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: is that was uh, this the whole uh, the whole thing? It's set up for your chicken Kiev. Yeah,
0: was well, that, I was I like, bought it really for that reason. For? Uh, but my, no, it's like destroying my roommate to watch. The news, because like no, just nobody has mentioned that. Oh, we just decided to change the yeah, pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it
1: right. It used to really bother stuff like that. Used to really bother me. And years ago, like the the changing of the word harass to Harris, it's like harassment. it just it just yeah. happened. Yeah, and and no one ever talked about that it happened or that it was happening. I don't think anybody's like like
0: gonna look at you askance if you say Harris or harassment, mm-hmm. Uh but maybe you might get beat up if you say Kiev. Uh,
1: hey gentlemen yeah you should in you should introduce our uh new friend yes oh
3: we, yeah, we new have,
0: voice we have a air. visitor uh this is uh daniel rich Hi. uh daniel has been buddy of mine for what about three years something like yeah. that now oh enough. Anyway, <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> one of these people that we realize that like we'll just never stop talking about music once we start so i figured it' a natural fit to uh, have him by yeah.
3: does he know about the yeah
0: about the what oh the uh yeah. saying of the names yeah uh I imagine so. I was
4: going to say I'm hungry instead of my name.
3: Yeah, you can do that.
4: Go ahead. I'm Daniel.
3: I'm Ryan. I'm Mark. I'm Kevin. This is Somebody Likes It.
1: So, I was looking, I was just, I was like, out of curiosity, I haven't looked today to see what the music news is, I just assume somebody's dead. Probably. (laughs) But, uh, but the top stories, I shit you not, the top stories on on Google, if you search for music news, are an NPR story, and this is the headline, a Canadian man amassed a huge collection of Hawaiian music, that's one, that's one (laughs) headline. Hawaiian music? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why that's news. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, and then. There's a digital music news headline that is Spotify playlist rules change after a thousand song protest album. And I don't even know like how big would the wax have to be on that on a thousand song protest
3: record? Depends on how long the songs are too. A thousand songs. And, uh, and the apparently. quality of the recording like you know.
1: Well, I'm unburdened by actually having read any of these articles, so oh, I'm just okay. going off the headline. All right.
3: But well, I appreciate your input. That's, yeah, that's for certain. Your
4: your sentence sounds like one of the like uh, each shoots and leaves like a right. thousand right. protest album. Yeah, kind yeah. of, kind well, there, <laughs> of. Yeah. there actually
0: a was. thousand people <laughs> protest an album. Right. There actually was <laughs> a that's a,
3: a music death this week.
1: Okay. There was and uh, it, it was, was mo- it was mark Lanigan from screaming trees oh
3: right in and addition
1: to uh, numerous
0: solo you records, lost me there. and uh uh, uh oh, gross. gross that's Buzz,
2: uh, <laughs> a
4: little dad Buzz humor factory for was now. a huge record for me i yeah. loved that record
1: do you remember mark that uh that year that i was um covering i think i said south by but it was acl and you were shooting photos For me that year, and we were supposed to do some interviews backstage. We did one or two, but one of them was supposed to be Mark Lanigan. He didn't show.
3: Oh right, I do remember that. Yeah, I do remember. We we interviewed Tegan and Sarah, um,
1: Um, Scott, uh, uh, what uh, the
3: Anderson, Anderson Pock, Anderson
1: Pock. One of the guys from Stars tried to bum a smoke off me, which I thought was oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah back in your smoking days. Right, it wasn't on fire. <laughs> um anyway, yeah, but uh but Lannigan did not show and and at the time I just kind of thought, well, maybe there'll be another. I have a uh, I feel like there've been a lot of situations where not and that doesn't really count as one, but a lot of situations where because Austin gets a lot of and we've talked about this on the show before, because a lot of acts come into this city, it's like if it's too much of a hassle, I just kind of feel like I'll just catch him next time. I didn't get in line for uh, Elliot Smith the last time that he was here for oh, South by. Yeah, that's the one that that's mm-hmm. a I was that at that, be that be show scratch, and I like saw him
0: at uh, Liberty Lunch, uh, like, and that like maybe a year before he died. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I got invited to go see the Pixies open for U two, and I was like, no, nah, I don't want to go see him at the Irwin Center. I'll, I'll catch him at Emos the next time. And then they broke up it for was like a great fifteen show. years. I was at that yeah. show. All right, so uh, I don't. this is hardly news, but uh, Morrissey's being a prick.
3: Oh, God. Uh, no, Whoa. it's
0: true. Uh, yeah, he, he's uh, calling out Johnny Marr for saying something about him in an interview as uh, using him as clickbait, and uh, Marr just Marr seemed bemused. That doesn't seem very vegan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's, it's not very <laughs> vegan. Yeah, it was something.
0: <laughs> had all kinds of animal fats in it. Uh, Anyhow, out. Yeah. Mar just was like uh, I guess that's supposed to be an insult, like he can't be yeah. bothered. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah, open letters are so Yeah, 1953, yeah. I think he said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah, I I don't care. I I, I mean I, I I'm never getting rid of my Smiths Mer- records. I don't care what Morrissey does. Oh, Smiths are yeah. Mer- a classic. I, I, <laughs> no,
1: well, I was just going to I was just going to say that one so one of the things Daniel and obviously and you know this, but we'll just still let the audience in on it like when Daniel was going to come on the show, Ryan did something that he never makes people do, which is he <laughs> made you write a bio, which I was like, that's cruel. I just but wanted like, well,
0: you'd never met him. Yeah. And so I just wanted yeah. you to have some idea yeah. what his background oh, was sure. and, and anyway, all that. He got a little I more creative with it, it, it is, than I, I thought mean, he would. My
3: favorite was the years six through nine, the, you know. What you yes. did then, that was pretty incredible. The bibliography was really complete. Yeah. yeah. You that's know, the, you never
4: have a summer in Attica.
3: No.
1: No. Well the I guess the, the point is is like it was more of a high wire act than we would typically make you yeah. do. But I, I figured it was really yeah. a jerk thing for you to do.
2: Oh uh, yeah. well I have yeah. my moments.
1: <laughs> but one of the things that struck me I as I was reading through your backstory that you shared with us was the Smiths bit. And I was like, oh, here we go. And I only mean it. So the thing like, if you've heard enough of this show, mm-hmm. you probably know Shane that is, Shane just beats me over the head. with, And I like the Smiths. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy the Smiths. I've never said that I didn't enjoy the Smiths. But holy shit, we talked about the Smiths, like, a lot. To the point where. It was on the bingo card. It was on the bingo card. Yeah, when, my, when our uh, friend of the show, Mike Stevens, made a bingo card, one of the things that was a square was were that Smiths. That would have to Because they off. would just come up, like, every show. So, anyway. <laughs> no, so we had a listener uh, recommend you. us to
0: it's, get it's a the, bell. Uh, it's Chain really, if uh, uh, Remember the, right, the uh, guy did. who wrote that's in and right. said, like, you guys need a bell every time you bring up the Smiths or Morrissey? Yeah. <laughs> so we so had one get- for, like, a half an episode. It's true.
2: Okay. It was about half an <laughs>
1: Anyway, yeah. So I'm not I'm not super shocked that uh, Morrissey would do something that is both clickbaity and uh, fussy. Mm.
2: Yeah.
3: But at least it's not another novel. Did has he? I know he was coming to Austin. Is that gone and passed? Uh, I don't know. Uh, he
4: what canceled rescheduled twice the last time he was supposed to be here. I've well, seen I mean, him in Austin once, but that's that's a when, when I first moved here headline. in 2017, and uh, my now ex wife and I
3: just never again obviously when we have a guest typically w- we have them pick the record we have them pick the record and that has happened this week as well
0: uh dana you want to enlighten us yes um uh, it is
4: um the second the sophomore effort by the jungle brothers it's uh, done by the forces of nature um it's uh i guess when uh, uh ryan and i first started talking about the record we were I was very, I was kind of resistant to uh, bring it out because I'm very protective of it. I, I love this record so much, and um, I just, you know, I was just. I, I do think
1: know. that that's hard. Like it's it's hard coming coming to on it. to the show <laughs> and then like bring something <laughs> that you know that you love. Nobody ever <laughs> like was, except for Mark. Nobody ever brought a first record and was like <laughs> this is a piece of shit.
3: <laughs> <And> you, oh, <laughs> thank, thank yeah. you, Meatloaf.
1: It. it was this one and Gigi yeah. Allen. You know, and,
3: did we? Yeah. Well, there might be some literal. Did we commiserate meat meatloaf on the uh, on the show? Certainly, we did.
0: What do you mean commiserate? <laughs> oh, about uh, how he died. That part. Yeah, we did. Uh, uh, yeah, I we think did. I said something about Mr. Loaf. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Anyhow. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But no, that
0: can be that can be harrowing, you know, like uh, putting yourself out there and and thinking somebody might, you know. That's
1: why I brought my good luck charm. <laughs> That's right. Well, we went through <laughs> it. we went through a. Uh, um, uh, Couple of beats on the show where every so often we would we would each bring in a record that we loved, and it's like sometimes it went really well, and then sometimes you'd be really attached to it, and then somebody would take a ball peen hammer to it, and the whole right. thing was like yeah. painful. Yeah, I
0: don't um, think yola Tengo for me went that well, but um, but Travis the man who
1: went really well, I think Oh yeah, so yeah. That was, and well, and there are lots of great side stories about that. Well, that and I would too.
3: like to point out as a first. Daniel has actually brought in an album for us to listen to oh yeah
1: literal record yeah
3: like there is an LP sitting here (laughs) on the table (laughs) that has never happened before
1: yeah no it's the music is is visceral Eagle Scout that's right uh okay so so why don't why don't we just start so we know that you love the record Mm -hmm. why don't we start with you know tell us how you came like Mm -hmm. what's what's your history with the album um I was It it came out in eighty nine. It
4: was sent to I I was, I essentially kind of would review records at Public News and uh, this little News Weekly the free. It was like the free alt weekly in Houston at the time. Yeah, before Uh, Houston Press put it drove it out of business, and I would uh, to to stay on the uh, list at you know Fitzgeralds, the axiom places like that. I would record, I would I would you know write a review here and there and just stay on the list, and uh, I. Got this record and I just absolutely Fell in love with it and It you know it was a very compressed time For hip hop at the time um, I remember six months earlier I just heard uh, uh, Takes the nation of millions To hold us back from Public Enemy and that completely changed Everything And it just you know Insanely great record after insanely great Record after insanely great record and hip hop Just came you know just falling out
0: Well like generally crazy. east coast stuff though
2: uh, it, Yeah
4: really. almost all of it yeah um, but I, 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 pl- I listened to this and it was, it, I don't know, it had a lot more to do with the stuff that I dug, um, funk and disco that I remember my mother making me dance to with her when I was a little boy. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. There are a lot there are really I mean, a lot of like, 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 so yeah, it kind of yeah. Tied yeah. Into that. that's why I'm very, you know, protective of the record. It's got a sure. lot of, uh, deep roots. Well, it kind me. of,
1: it sounds like it kind of ties into like. It at the time, like, not only was it something new and, dare I say, fresh, but also mm-hmm. nostalgic. Absolutely. And, and I do think that that's a reason why records, like, and we haven't gotten into what any of the rest of us think about this record, but I think that's a, one reason why, in my opinion, that reason that, that albums like this one and Paul's Boutique and some mm-hmm. of the other things that came out in that window.
4: Which also came out, like, within, like, two or three like weeks, weeks of each other. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, and they're both, like, and they're both just full of throwbacks. And it's like, by the way, yeah, you know so that we got, a, we got a cease and desist on our Paul's Boutique. Uh, we did. That's yeah,
3: true.
0: I, I've been hesitant to bring it up because I don't want it to happen again. Yeah, but What's going to happen that is That gone. is irony, but, though. That, yeah. that It's hilarious. So <laughs> yeah. we,
3: bring, we bring up that, that episode quite often. And if you look for it, you will not find it in our back catalog. You cer- well, no, you well, you certainly won't, won't find Spotify. it on Spotify anyway. Yeah.
1: But, yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, I mean, I guess I get it to a certain extent. But it is like... Capital Records sent you a cease and desist on the most illegal,
4: the most <laughs> yes. chock full of illegal exactly. sampled exactly. record of all time. Exactly, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's pretty rich. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like you two suing Negative Lander <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I
1: assume I can only assume that there's a Marvin Gaye clip in there somewhere, and the family's coming. <laughs> Unbelievable, I,
4: for real? Uh, well, yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk. About I don't know if that's yeah.
1: true, but they're they're very litigious. But no, yeah, we, well, yeah. we did get yeah. served a cease and desist letter. Oh right. Uh, okay, so, so there's a family connection. Mm-hmm. You fall in love with the record, and I didn't um, review it.
4: Oh. Oddly enough, I just kept the record and didn't review it because I was a slack ass, nineteen precious. year old, and I was probably stoned or drunk on cheap. Did you beer. lose
3: Fitzgerald's access?
4: No, I did not. <laughs> um, good for you, it, 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 it's gonna it's gonna shock the hell out of you, but they were not exactly Fort Knox over there. No, um,
3: I did not get to. I did not get the time with this album that I really wanted to have with this album you've listened mm-hmm. to most of it I guess at I've this lis- point I've listened to like eighty percent of it mm-hmm. yeah. um, and and every single thing that I've listened to I loved mm-hmm. um,
1: no it's it's an easy listen like it's mm-hmm. a
3: it, if this were a if this were a novel, it would be a page turner yeah. yeah but th- and, th- and there's so much uh culturally contextual stuff embedded within every single song on this album um and there's so much uh, and i i love that we're doing this during black history month because mm-hmm. there's so much black history sure. involved in this album um
1: yeah anyway there's so a, there's a lot to unpack there uh mm-hmm. say what you're going to say daniel but i think you ought to pick a track and i think because we've been blathering yeah. on we ought to we ought yeah to try i would and rip i on. would
3: you know, love to listen I, to something
4: you know uh, i mean the the uh, I I, well I mean first and foremost I mean I really appreciate the opportunity to revisit this record that I loved so much as a 19 year old and I never really let go of it but I didn't really dive back into it the way I did when I was just I wore it and like in one the summer of 89 I listened to this and Daydream Nation I think only that's all I listened to Mm -hmm. and but the uh it's just so dense and like the the sampling is so great I mean like you have like You were mentioning uh, Paul's Boutique earlier, you know, like what the Dust Brothers did there with that production is so insane, right? And just like, it's like kitchen sink, like just, you know, it'll fit, it'll fit, it'll fit. Right. And then, you know, you have like Public Enemy, like the Bomb Squad, just having this like, Paul, this wall of sound. And this is completely original. I don't think anybody got anywhere near that, you know, even the native tongues like De La Soul, Tropical Quest, any of those guys, this is a purely just stand-on-its-own masterpiece, I think.
1: But you can you can hear threads of those guys sure. in this record, and not just because some of them show up. Yeah, uh, well, but and something we'll, about We should this, talk more about that. Something
0: now. about this record feels a little more organic than some of that stuff, because yeah. like, I think they're their own beats, but and they right. use the samples more as like flavoring and stuff. Th- these right. are like nineteen twenty year old kids that I mean they produced this record
4: themselves. The, the, the record they did oh prior, wow, I didn't know that. The record they did prior, uh, it was a, a house a house produce like house music is a big thing in their early career. And I think that Africa Baby African Babada, that's what he does in Europe now. I'm not really sure what what he does now, but um, it's house music. I don't know what it is. I don't know if that's part of it. I don't know. Well, uh, I mean Mike D Mike G's uncle is DJ Red Alerts. This uh, this record is closer this record is more like a, a successor to like BDP than I see like as like a like a sibling to De La Soul or Tropical Quest.
1: Uh, uh, true for you know better than I do, but true from what I have read and it's certainly like part of the, the stuff that stuck with me when I was just digging through old interviews and some of the people who've talked about this album are just who introduced who to who, mm-hmm. and uh, anyway, I have I have more thoughts on that, but they'll take a while for, to unspool. For, so I think influential thing going up. on. Uh, you want to pick a track? I yeah. could. I've got
0: one that I would like to hear, but uh, um, but you are the guest. You
4: know, I mean, I, I I was I was thinking about this. Um, I mean, the one the the thing that that hooked me the first time I heard it was um, beads on a string was, because it has the sleigh bells. The sleigh bells just just got me. I mean, just, I just, I don't know what it was like just an earwig.
0: And well, like let's, still. let's cue it up. Back by the baby, bam, beat the red groove. Jungle Brothers, no competition and nothing to prove. Want me to be on your family tree? But you're all about yourself, suffer do not allow me to be. You see, I'm the kind of brother back gets up on the stage that gets down for the people that came my paid. I know all my uniform, but not to get pretty.
2: Show no shame, feel no pity. You all showed up and I'm glad you came. Still the same God,
0: that song is so awesome. Yeah, what's your take?
4: Um, that was the song that. Nice segue, by the way. Thanks. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's it. You know, uh, the Eric B. and Rakim uh, were very heavy at the same time with with sleigh bells. For whatever reasons, it was the sleigh bells that 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 you. Yes. That's terrible. <laughs> That's Jesus really should have come from Kevin, man. actually. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just it everything about this record is just as fresh as it was when I heard it for the first time in 1989.
3: We were we were talking about that <laughs> before everyone arrived, Kevin and I, just how contemporary everything sounds on this, mm-hmm. like
2: it's well, just.
1: And the, the, one of the things that gets bandied about a little bit Is the fact that there is like And that it's it feels like it's less apparent on that track But it's like There's a lot of James Brown in here oh, too For sure Yeah For sure And uh,
4: Ohio Players Cameo um, Right uh, Cool uh, and uh, let's Earth in the fire, fire You want to yeah. see yeah. what yeah. I Black, uh, wrote uh, <laughs> uh, Black Sabbath <laughs> Let's see what
0: I wrote right on top of my notes This record sucks No <laughs> 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 Thanks though Ouch This record is a bridge <laughs> Like It's got one foot in, like, you know, foundational hip hop and rap. uh, But it's uh, also in my notes, it's moving the ball down the field. You know, like they're, they're like sports reference. They're like, yeah, they're the kind of. Well,
1: this comes up from time to time, but music is, and this will shock you, collaborative. What? So, (laughs) yeah, so occasionally, yeah, right. Uh, But no,
0: if you look at, like, Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul, who, like, went, you know, a little more at least more successful uh monetarily with it but right. you know like people took this and like ran with it yeah
4: well you know oddly enough you know the native tongues um, the, the the three core groups and it, it kind of like grew geometrically after de la soul and Tribe uh, call quest were selling records but the, the first band that as you know in, in native tongues were the jungle brothers they were the first band to actually record. Well, it's kind of, they, what,
0: a collective? Like uh, you want to explain?
4: Yeah, uh, Native Tongues um, are a, um, a, a, a just a loose confederation, and when I was a kid listening to them, it was De La Soul, Call Quest, Moni Love, um, Jungle Dig- Brothers.
0: Uh, Diggable Planets in there, too, I think? Or, yeah, um, later,
4: like Black Sheep, Violators. Uh, Queen Latifa uh, KRS-One, Queen Latifah, yeah. Everybody that's on this record. Mm-hmm. Plus, um, and... Yeah, and it just it's it was one of those you know like Afrocentric conscious rap that was like kind of the big thing,
1: and also like a, there's an undercurrent of positivity that For ran sure. through it, and you know and and where I have tried to go a couple of times tonight and haven't quite it? made it is is like I love collectives like the like Posse the idea the that, best, there's a, like that there's a like there's a elephant Ecos six or hip hop elephant six I was like just gimme 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 so yeah so I think that's great and then. Um, it is also really fascinating to hear Queen Latifah a uh, pre-equalizer. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her seminal work. That's funny. Yeah. Uh,
3: uh, no, let's listen to another one. Yeah,
4: let's do it. Yeah. What well, was the one that you uh, that you wanted to
3: play? Uh what you waiting for. Oh god, it's such a great song. So yeah, hey, I think that's it. it. We're gonna have a good time
0: tonight. Got <laughs> on my shoes, got on my shirt. Come on, jump up, freak hug. Uh-huh won't But move every muscle. Ain't no time for playing around. Only one thing to do when you hear this sound. Act yourself with someone else and make you sure yourself ain't by yourself.
3: Dying to get on the dance
0: floor, girl. What you waiting for? Yeah. Come on over and swing with me. Take your mind out your misery. Tomorrow's gonna be another day. Tonight I'm gonna take it like. Yeah. Grab the world and put it on hold. Relax my body and rest my soul dude that is the song where this record hooked me mm. like the first three tracks are like pretty good and then once i had like consumed the whole record and started like getting into it i liked the first three songs better but this one i was like what the fuck is this this is amazing mm. uh and so anyhow like uh yeah, good job, Jungle Brothers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, uh, my no, it's my that bass man. Like, that yeah, is the
3: driving beat on this, like, it pulls you all the way through. It's yeah. like a tugboat, and just I love this. It, yeah, is I that bass a
0: sample? Do we know that? Um, that bum bum yeah. bum bum.
4: <sighs> uh, zap uh, dance floor.
0: Okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it reminds me a little bit of like George Clinton or whatever. But anyway, mm. uh, yeah. So you sent me a list of like all the samples uh, in this stuff, and I don't think it's <laughs> had, actually like all the samples. The but yeah, <laughs> but I didn't get around to sending it to these guys until today, and apparently Mark was in his car when driving. he received the yeah. text.
3: And my my car my car will will uh, dictate texts to me <laughs> so that you know so I'm hands free belly so dancing I got, dina three I got one four email. funky I got warm e- ohio
4: players 1972
3: right i got a text from ryan and i figured oh i, I need to listen to it because maybe there's a delay in recording tonight or something like that so i started listening to it and she just started talking and she did not stop oh, talking yeah for yeah. like it's like five pages minutes. long <laughs> there are so many samples <laughs> on this album what a wild
4: west it was until you know the turtles sued de la soul or Bismarck.
0: Yeah, this was like, this was yeah. uh, pre, like, yeah. uh, you months, know, months putting away. the, yeah. like, clamp down or whatever.
3: And you said that it was around the same time as Paul's Boutiques. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, clearly there wasn't a whole lot of regulation or lega- legality going around.
0: It was like a DJ Shadow that just had, like, that whole album that was just, like, all samples. Introducing? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why I keep whispering. I never do that. I'm the loudest. No, it, it, it's, it's for effect. <laughs> <laughs> you see why we get along? Like, it, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, we'll just we'll like, put we just we'll like uh, some
3: heavy, uh, yeah, put some heavy reverb on your whispers. it. So <laughs> yeah, we just idea. have our elbows down, yeah. just like oh, yeah. It's a great record.
4: <laughs> it's a great record, man. Uh, yeah, and uh, let's talk more about Lou again. Oh, uh, <laughs> About Lou Reed, so he brought along
0: his uh lucky uh Lou Reed New York talisman tape, yes, uh, it which is actually a wink and a nod to the only episode of this show that I refuse to listen to anymore, and I which I, is what Lou Reed New York because Shane was an asshole on that. Oh yeah, uh, that happens. and like I love Shane. I mean um, yeah, but sure. he was he was Mr. not we nice, all he was name. not a nice person uh on that, and that's one of this gentleman's uh. Favorite artist. top three. And, uh, and that I, I, loved, my top I really three. liked that record, and I you just like wasn't having it.
1: I and assume so. that I got to tell my Lou Reed story that night. I, oh, but I'm uh, pretty sure but you did. You were sitting in his chair. Well, it? yeah, we got they we had we sat right next to uh, was it uh, ACL Live. Was it? No, it was. Uh, I think it was during South by. But there was a there was a show that night, and Allison and I got uh, got seated, and they were like you can sit right up here by the stage, but if Lou Reed shows up, you got to move. Yeah. And I was, like, I was like, God, I hope I get kicked out by Lou Reed. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and she sat next to... You're uh, still
0: dining out on the story anyway.
1: Oh, yeah. No, are you kidding? Yeah, so I yeah, just would it? Yeah. I you, mean, I don't do a Lou Reed impression, but I just assume it'd be like, get up. Like, just the, whatever that... Who was
0: it that did that great... Uh, like Taylor Swift cover but in the style of Lou Reed. Uh, was it Father John Misty that oh. did that? No, uh, it was Father it John was, Misty yeah. in
1: the style of Velvet Underground.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was great oh, shit. I yeah, don't know if you've heard that Daniel but it's no,
1: it's, 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 yeah. it's yeah. quite worth something. Finding. Oh, I, I yeah. just
4: mentioned this early, earlier earlier. Have you heard the uh, Screaming Females cover of uh um Shake It Off? Uh no. Nope? Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you my stalkery uh Lou Reed story. Okay. okay. Real Are fast. you the
0: stalker in question?
4: I am. Um, Go on. I, <laughs> No shame. Um, Well, I I knew that Lou Reed was—I was never going to be able to actually see him play. So, and I found out that his his only well, his only vice towards the end of his life was pinball, and he let it slip that he went to the New Amsterdam um, pool hall and played pinball there. And I went there, and I didn't go up to him. I was like, I I gave gave him you know a good thirty feet, but I was just looking at him like he was a piece of—he was a snack. <laughs> and right. it's just, I've been so no like homoeroticism at all. It's just sure. like it, it, it would have been my uh, spiritual like that guy like my life. It would have been appropriate if there was homoeroticism
1: with Lou Reed because like he was kind of a little bit like flirted with that. Uh, I know that I've mentioned on the show that I heard Jonathan Richmond get paged over the New York uh, you did uh, airport
3: yeah. PA. I, yeah, I remember that story too. Yeah.
1: Uh, JFK or something. And, it wasn't yeah. JFK. Yeah, uh, we,
4: we met eyes. Not Jonathan Richman, Lou Reed. I and, I, he, and he somehow awesome. told me, "Fuck, go fuck yourself." Yeah, uh, you, you hillbilly. You no, know, sure. he is. He
1: right. has had. He's With been in that exact situation like a billion times. <laughs> I know. I know. So, so, no, uh, under uh, the
0: over the word curmudgeon in the dictionary, it's just got a picture of him. There yeah. was
1: a. Hang on one second. There but was he wrote a, sweet chain. There was a. Uh, There is an old Todd Berry bit where he used to talk about like (laughs) like Bruce Springsteen going to a bar and his friends don't show up. and he was like, (laughs) he's like, don't you imagine him just leaving messages for his buddies going like, where were you guys? I I got trapped by a bunch of teenagers telling little Steven stories.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Todd Barry's so funny. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I was I was only going to say that uh, a really close friend of mine uh, who is a drummer played with John Cale for for many years Wow, and uh, that's awesome when I was living in the UK John Cale was on tour and I went to see him and you know I would always end up backstage with my buddy and it was very similar to that like not that Mm. I don't know I didn't really have much affection for John Cale or anything like that but in the presence of some sort of icon of music history like that it's pretty incredible. Well, yeah. without like going
0: too far down, as Kevin likes to say, the rabbit hole on no, like, I, I, not talking about, 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 about Jungle Brothers. There's insane, uh, but uh, uh, John Kale, like, what I think kind of made Velvet Underground work is, like, he was, like, the experimental thing. And oddly enough, like, uh, Lou Reed brought, like, Pop Smarts. Sure. You know? Uh, you know, he'd been in, like, a doo-wop band and, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, wrote, jingles, Ostrich, wrote, wrote jingles and shit. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well,
3: anyway, I mean let's let's bring it back to jungle brothers because i feel like there is a lot of uh, intelligence in the way that these songs are put together mm-hmm. the way that the album is produced but it's still fun it's it's but yeah it is fun mm-hmm. but it's very very commercially digestible it's, yeah. it's and i don't accessi- think that's by accident well, and,
4: well, and, and the, the most the most ironically awful thing about this record is it's their major label debut warner brothers warner brothers throws money at them and Warner Brothers doesn't had i mean it was 1988 major labels had no idea what to do with a, with a hip hop group and this record did not do well i have a feel i mean i i'm i'm certain that if this record had come out on Tommy Boy Def Jam or yeah i mean anything that that knew yeah. what they were dealing with well, even yeah. even had a nodding glance at possibly what was going on the, this record would have been you know like Kanye West's, like level i I think this record is so good it's just getting back into it it's it it makes me want to cry how good this record is and how it's another one of those
1: like stories where it's uh where it's like everybody it's like one of those where everybody that was everybody that heard it went and started a band like that type of thing yeah
0: i was uh, reading something the other day and you know r.e.m is like my jam or whatever mm -hmm. and like um this article said like uh, r.e.m is your favorite band's favorite band or something and I was like that probably was true at one point, like in the mid to late eighties, but like uh I think that this band or you know Jungle Brothers, it's probably true that your favorite rapper, this is their favorite, mm-hmm. you know, uh hip hop group. Yeah. Uh like there's just they're just wildly influential as far as I can tell. For sure. I would
3: like to point out that um having being in in the dad club and having kids uh, RAM is considered classic rock now. Just oh, I'm You're sure. joking
4: Yeah. yeah. Oh, consi- you know you you guys are since you have kids, you know that there's not one profanity in this record. This is rated G.
3: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, it I didn't occur, occur to me, but like, yeah, we
3: probably well, I, I, We
1: have we have dropped more f bombs just talking about it. Than Come up, sit there.
3: next to me, you fine fellow. All right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> let's let's take a little break and. Um, and uh, get into the middle. Yeah, let's get into the middle. Yeah.
2: So, uh,
3: so having Daniel here, it's maybe thrown off our cadence a little bit. We were trying to figure out like who's got middle this week, who's got the the new song. But uh, Ryan has something for us, so uh, what you got, Ryan?
0: I do, um, it's a record I bought actually uh, not from, you know, like you'll hear a song and you, you're like, oh, I'm gonna love that whole record. Well, that's true, but this wasn't the song from the record, um, but I do love it, and I, KUTX will do this thing where like Kevin, where you, like, uh, you talk about like you found a CD in your garage that you hadn't listened to in 20 years, and you're like, oh yeah. Well, I kind of did that with this record, After hearing this song And we have to watch the video Because it's super action packed Uh, But it's Corner Shops Uh, It's good to be on the road back home So uh, let's check it out
2: For friends and good fear. So I'll have another one Again, it's good to be on the road back home again. Make way for a lady, and by the time that he arrives, he will breathe. I have lied, he'll go drinking to his friends
4: Yes, that's a very nice song. I'm a very fan. nice song. I liked it. I liked it more when uh, Jeff Tweedy uh, and Wilco recorded it on uh, Being There. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, right. Uh, Kevin and Mark have a whole dad rock thing going on with Wilco. Well, yeah, certainly. I dig the hell out of Wilco. I mean,
1: yeah, Wilco's great. I, the Independent the song, of
3: parentage. I really love the song. Like, the mm-hmm. video. Was like watching Chive in a bar, and you're like trying to pay attention to your friends, but you just can't keep your t- your eyes off the TV because you're just waiting for what's gonna what stupid thing is gonna happen. And nothing happened. Nothing, nothing happened. It's nothing. Ever happened. <laughs> well, they well eventually do get
0: uh,
1: on the road back home.
4: Well uh, B roll from I'm trying to break your heart?
1: <laughs> right, exactly. oh, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's the European leg of that tour where they apparently got pulled over for a second. <laughs> and then sat there, and then at one point somebody takes a
3: jacket off. Like that That's really right. is about that was, how that was about the the yeah, peak yeah, action yeah, on the video. Yeah, cop goes
1: back to the car,
0: like writes the uh, ticket. Yeah, and uh, somebody takes a jacket off, and then the car goes somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah gently eases into traffic yeah. and is but, keeps going. Oh, it's like it's a dashcam
3: footage. For yeah, that yeah, for for the home listeners, that the way Ryan teed it up was oh, that you have, you to, have to, s- to see the video. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I don't yeah. know,
0: man. I it amuses me to no end. You're a dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it is kind of like a prank to uh, reveal that to people, but, yeah. but a good fun. song. And yeah, I think song. the song's great. great and song. uh, so yeah, like I had to look, I look up. Look forward the, to uh,
4: Tweety uh, uh, to uh, the um, Mermaid Avenue. Um, the, whenever we find out who uh, that uh, Woody Guthrie actually wrote it
0: version on, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but look, that uh, I that Woman in there, her shop. name's Paula Fraser. Uh, and she's like an American fantastic, singer yeah. songwriter. Yeah, her voice is great. I f- was figured it had to be somebody famous, and she's. I mean, she's been in a couple things, and she's collaborated. What do you say with the handsome boy, boy modeling school, school. Tenor uh, sticks. But like the way she gets introduced in that song, it's it's like one of those, just those moments that I love. Uh, where it's like a make way
3: for a lady, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> that's her part. Man. Uh, so I don't that, she, Her <laughs> voice reminded me a little bit of Natalie Merchant.
0: I kind of hear yeah, that. I wouldn't hold that against her. No, uh, I didn't,
3: you know that's maybe <laughs> a one of our first
0: opinion. musical uh, conversations was about "In My Tribe." Yeah, and I like it more than you do. I can't
4: stand that record. Yeah, I like it.
0: It uh, just uh, anytime I hear like "Hey Jack Kerouac, it
4: just I I, I want to like just uh, like <laughs> s- like climb into this chalkboard and scratch myself into out of existence and watch wow. my parents have sex. Like everything that's cringeworthy just makes yeah, it's like. Touching Raw Cotton is my, like, Room 101. And that's, like, being born oh, a piece room of Room 101 cotton. from
0: 1984? You talking about the rats? That's right. Okay. Well, that was a deep reference. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it bared some explanation. <laughs> you, you managed to Columbo that out pretty quickly,
1: <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> I've read that book three times. Yeah. So,
2: like.
1: All right. Well, um, are we going to spend one more from the Jungle Brothers? Record? Well,
3: let's get back into talking about Jungle Brothers. But uh, thank you, Ryan. Oh, happy uh, to help. It was a good cut. I enjoyed it.
1: So one of the great things that, uh, as as we get back into talking about the Jungle Brothers record done by the forces of nature, which our new friend Daniel brought to us. Thank you again, Daniel. Um, is that I was I was digging through Some of the all music uh, you know, Sort of roll up on this record And one of the I thought there was a really interesting description That uh, Articulates well At least for me one of the reasons that this record Kind of sticks with me and it doesn't feel Like it's 33 years old or whatever And they said here There's a ruddy lo-fi Edge to the record but the samples are more Abundant and intricately r- woven And there's an altogether, fuller sound that gives the group a greater presence. Moreover, the group's non musical ideas come into greater focus as well. And that's where they get into the native tongues, Afrocentric philosophy, which we've talked about, that positivity. The more extent that, that gets a more extensive airing here, they say. And then, um, so there's a lot of the positive consciousness raising, both uh, cultural and spiritual, and there are even the occasional lyrical asides concerning good dietary habits. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, you know, one way or the other, they're uh, going to drop a little knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fiber, apparently. Yeah. Well, hopefully hopefully, <laughs> they're, not, hopefully they're not dropping the fiber <laughs> well, yeah. on the album. <laughs> this but, is a it, dad rock podcast,
4: uh, <laughs> after all. Yeah. I think it's very important. Either way. Speak to your.
0: Yeah, but it's like party music that's good for you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> tricking your kid tell. into, like, you know, eating his broccoli or something. I don't know. It's the. uh Cruciferous C, record. See,
4: oddly yeah. enough, when this record first came out, when uh, I don't know if you guys remember um, the quality of vinyl that came out at that time, there wasn't 180 gram. It was like right. literally you could see through this. The, the record that I had, the the advanced copy that it, it was just, it sounded terrible. It just this record was, again. I, I you know I'm, I'm kind of navel this gazing, like but I was that, uh, this record is so good it overcame everything that was put in front of it.
3: So has it been remastered now? Like yeah, you, you can get.
4: Mm, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they put the whole record on one, um, one uh, record, the, the whole all sixteen songs on Originally. one vinyl record. Yeah, yeah with like another no, no, like, like you know dozen
0: like, remixes or something. Yeah, it was it, like, the the one that I, I cut was myself off the sixteen, by the way. But it's uh,
1: all. It's also like it's also me, and you're alluding to this, but it's also the crackles and pops and like those imperfections only make it feel more authentic and like right. a little bit of the like the, back room where all the cool shit's going on. Sure. And, so and yeah. And, so, and I, I listened
4: to this, like, the first five or 6,000 times on a
0: Caliphone. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're more analog sounding band than a lot of their contemporaries that were using a lot of samples. For sure. Like This record, I mean, if this record came out, you know, when cool and the gang put their first record out
4: or if this record came out next week, it would be at perfectly at home where you know it right. was just just the right ears got it this this record is just a masterpiece
0: well and i and i wasn't kidding when i said like this is a bridge like uh you know it respects its forebears mm-hmm. yeah. but is like having fun doing something new too well,
4: i mean it's obvious that they were like going through their dad's their mom and dad's records and you know mm-hmm. like, the things that they loved, so like. oh this is crazy you know when they were yeah. kids yeah exactly
1: all right so shall we listen to one more? Yeah. So what do we think? Can I can I do the one that I want? Absolutely. Wanted? Okay. Yeah, caris yeah, one's on that song? Yeah, yeah, because so <laughs> it's yours. So uh so I suggested that we that we uh take tribe vibes out for a spin. Okay.
2: A group of people, a tribe of people. Yeah, I don't need to get for one call. Uh-huh. Telling you when telling you. Get up and go for yours. Trip I, the level of consciousness. Trip I, you can't get get into this. We all are thinking on the same plateau. We're trying to broadcast today's lost soul. try I, the level of consciousness. Try vibes, give a look at the lip. Be a the KRS1, the teacher. Living color, Queen Latifah.
1: So one of the things we were talking about while that track was running was Daniel made the observation that this is a party record. It totally is a party record. And, you know, you think about stuff like, again, I go back to Paul's Boutique and I go back to some of the other things that were so groundbreaking at that time. And it occurred to me, were parties better then? Hmm. They might have been better. I know they were better. For, I know I enjoyed them more.: house, house party well, uh, came out
0: right then. around this time, right? Oh. sure. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 Everything's thanks, better thanks when you're Mark. young.: Thanks, Mark, oh, wow. for screwing that. This, yeah, uh, right, And right, this is a right, weird well, thing yeah. to
0: bring up, but it's kind of on topic. Uh, my buddy Jim Kroll, who actually listened to this show, Hey, Jim, uh, was in house party two. For a brief moment, I remember wow. that. I remember you told uh, me about that. Yeah, he he uh, he and his roommate at USC like uh, got under some barricades and just they didn't get paid for anything because they weren't actually hired extras, but they're walking next to the car with this uh, kid and player like driving onto campus or something. And there he is. Anyhow, dated credit? Uh, no, yeah, no credit. but I give him yeah. props. Yeah, <laughs> so. so
1: well, it just depends. But can you can you do the the foot kick the way they would do it?
0: Oh, definitely not.
2: So the oh. thing
1: that the thing that here, so here's this is just a product of coming to this album, uh, to to the Jungle Brothers record mm. that we're listening to tonight late, mm. is that I knew a, I knew a more recently released song that used a the similar sample, and I was like oh holy shit anyway both songs are great and uh and so I'm gonna just. Uh, I'm just gonna play you a snippet of this Cut Chemist track oh, that yeah. also uses that. That I just l- I love it. What's so the much. What's the sample from? Do we know? It's from a Cut Chemist track called "What's the Altitude." No, but what, what's it the
0: original <laughs> sample from? Do we know?
1: You'll oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe 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 uh, yeah. Daniel knows. Anyway, there's a there's a little there's a little bit in this Cut Chemist track that uh, that it's a, it is exactly the same thing. But it but again, it's just that it's like you take this really great vocal. Texture, or in this case, like right. this phrase, and uh, there, or this little bit, and you throw it in there, and both of those are songs that I could just listen to on repeat all day. They're mm-hmm. not the same thing by any stretch, but they're both just hip as hell. So, yeah, yeah. you want know me playing? I'm doing it. I know Yeah. Anyway, so it's like I can't. I like I. I've probably listened to that Cut Chemist track like 500 times. Like something obscene, and um, now I just assume that pretty much every song I like from now on will have that little phrase in there for sure. <laughs> so for sure. I'm gonna start layering it into Beatles tracks, right? And uh, and mostly old Wilco just to screw with Ryan. There's yeah, a there, uh, yeah.
4: there's a there's a sample that I I I stumbled upon the uh, that's from the first Commodores record. Um, And I'll tell you uh, I'm sorry It's uh, The Assembly Line By the Commodores You are familiar with that song? song? Oh yeah Um, Black Woman Yeah Wow What a great song Yeah I heard it for the first time Funny story attached to it Take me two seconds to tell you Okay I stood in line at Astroworld All day long On a Saturday When I was nine years old To get Lionel Richie's autograph Because the Commodores Were signing autographs Guess he wasn't there when I got to the front.
1: Lionel Richie, Travis Scott, <laughs> 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 nice. <laughs>
4: Tom York, nice. Yeah, they all wrote. I'm a brick house. I'm a brick house. Oh, their, their Rick name, James.
0: Huh? Rick James. No, brick house was a, a Commodore, uh, song. Commodore song. Oh, that's right. He used to work with a French guy who thought it was a
1: break mouse house. Yeah. Brick. I don't. I don't know. I don't really listen to music. Oh. But yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll, we'll right. ease you in yeah. slowly. The, well, I the funny thing is, is like all, all I can think of is, is just uh, you know, and for everybody uh, who never spent time in Houston in the seventies, uh, Astroworld, the original World was a theme park, doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. but it was. It was uh, not a music. I was a nine-year-old child that yeah. waited
4: in line. Instead of how were you then uh, turned rides. on to the
0: Commodores at age nine? I think like, I, my
4: mother, I think, convinced me that it was a good thing for me to do to stand in that line, alone, while they were off riding rides by myself. Yeah, that made a better ploy. Yeah,
0: they were hoping I was, well, was your uh, abducted babysitter. <laughs> 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 well, I wasn't going that dark, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> it's we keep leaving him there and he keeps finding his way home right.
3: my parents <laughs> keep taking me to astral world <laughs> like, exactly. no go ahead <laughs> we'll ride the rides weekend. whatever <laughs> daniel thank you for bringing this to uh the show this was uh this was a great Absolutely. No, yeah, yeah, great I,
0: record it amused me to no end that uh like he was worried that like yeah, this wasn't gonna go fly so well. I was like, oh, you haven't met us like I'm really. Still, like, I'm, uh,
4: I'm still worried
3: that you're going to like in post, you're gonna make me look like an asshole. Well, that's well, what you we, do that's that what all on always, your own. Try mostly. to do that. Yeah, you yeah, do that it, all on your own. It depends on who uh, who who sends me the most in Venmo. Really, um,
1: <laughs> I do the I do the usually do the uh, post show write up. So. <laughs> in this case, even if Mark makes you sound great, I can still screw with you. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Prick. And yeah. mind <laughs> noted your, uh, Putin supporter. Mind, <laughs> yeah. your, mind your P's uh, and Q's, harsh. I'm telling you.
4: So harsh. Yeah. Daniel. <laughs> Ivan <laughs> <Viliitch>, Rich.
1: <laughs> yes. Go full Dostoevsky on her. <laughs> no, anyway, dude, yeah. when you when you mentioned
0: that you might want to be on the show, I was like, dude, that is a no-brainer, like a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah you I just think so you maybe write a you fucking you bio for these guys. Like, yeah. you... Probably know even more about music than I do. And uh, yeah, it's very nice of you is saying. actually not saying much. Uh, <laughs> but I like to think I do. But he sometimes. may
1: have fewer stories specifically about talking to random people in parking lots about it. That Which is true. Do like a lot. You, you do like you a, do a lot? like a lot. Well, you know, I, I have, indirectly have had sex with parking... Sterling
4: Morrison. Remember?
0: Yeah. Oh, sure. I have
1: H.E.B. parking
0: lot stories. Only one of them was with uh, like an employee who was bringing in carts and heard me listening to a uh, Van Morrison record that I didn't really like, but he thought was great. Like, I don't know how to not bring that up. What was uh, the name of that Wilco song that you played earlier? I didn't play a Wilco
1: song.
3: <laughs> very very, um, very much earlier. Kevin, you want to introduce us to something new?
1: Yeah, so we're going to uh, take a listen to a, um artist named Isha, who, who goes by Isha. She's a... Singer songwriter from Jersey, but uh, this uh, isn't going to sound like. How that. do you spell Isha?
3: E a s h a. But anyway, this is, sounds like uh, an acronym for some sort of international organization that uh, does something with water. Yeah, she's secretly fighting crime.
1: Anyway, we're going to listen to her track called "Manic Pixie Dream Girl" next.
2: Meet cute so soon, too good to be true love. But we make up any sign from above. You like what I represent? I like the attention, mistake it for romance. Captain cardboard, I'm the source of your kicks. Who needs a life when I? Fix glow up for the party scene, blow up when it's time to clean. Cameras off, so are we up and love me like I'm your dream girl? Call a and love you like I'm your dream girl. Just play the
1: roll. It's true. There are a lot of songs called Manic Pixie Dream Girl. But there are also a lot of manic pixie dream girls, so I figure each one of them gets their own song. Anyway, I like this one. Uh like she, she um she's a uh TikTok star. Like yeah. she that's where she found her
0: audience was like uh Man, I have never once watched a TikTok video I would, and I feel like
2: I
1: I probably ought to at this point.
2: It's no, a stay thing. away from it. Just yeah. stay yeah. away from it. It's
1: a if you have a, any inkling of an addictive personality. It's like eating it's like, candy. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like I need to bring that um. Oh, and I, and this comes up every now and again on the show. Like, uh, there's a there's a book about um, Swedish pop songwriters, and it's like they all they all write those songs to be like snack food, where it's like you can consume it and consume it and consume it. Wait, and consume you're it. saying
3: Swedish, like like, like aha, Roxette yeah. The, the pop music industry in <laughs> oh, okay. Sweden is not like analogous not like to like a uh, somewhat kind of sweet frito lay. Uh, <laughs>
2: there
1: are there are uh, there are songwriters who are of who are swedish that that uh there's a whole subset of them that write really great super catchy pop songs sure and That's part eurovision of eurovision is for well perhaps yeah in this case uh isha i assume that i'm saying that right uh, yeah there's a there's a bedroom pop element which is like kind of my current bent and uh and uh the I guess the biggest track that she has on on uh, on TikTok, which is not the one that we just heard, has been downloaded over a million times. It's like there's a lot of moment, like there's a lot of people who are discovering things in pockets of social media that are. Um, it's just happening in different that's, ways. That that's yeah, an infectious tune, yeah. and
0: like you know, like uh, the ways that we always traditionally thought about, like the way artists come up are just upended these people, people get famous on band camp now yeah. yeah which is yeah like what yeah. bands i worked with you would put up there just to like you know have a place to park it right and uh, actually
4: band and bands like jungle brothers i think that's the only money they're making nowadays
1: yeah well, well and,
3: and we've talked about before uh in the last i think the last episode or maybe even the one before that just how the way that people are producing and releasing music has changed uh from the pandemic and it's it's a much more independent thing and you have things like TikTok, you have things tools like tools are better and you know instagram now has has loops or reels or whatever they call them there's a lot of other there's a lot of new ways for people to get their stuff out there and you know no wonder that it, we're, it, we're it, discovering it, so much new incredible talent yeah And that's true, and that's also
0: kind of a cyclical thing that happens in the music business. It's like every like few years, like I don't know, like seven or eight or so on average, the format changes. Uh, You know, we had vinyl, and then we had uh, eight tracks kind of concurrent. Eight tracks went away, cassettes came in, CDs came in. Uh, They get you know, displaced by streaming. Uh, Like, it's just a it's a thing that like you always have to stay on top of if you're trying okay. to like stay current in that business. Well, I'm
4: just this is this is actually going to be a really really nice dovetail, so we could like pull this all back in. the The album that came that J- the Jungle Brothers did after this, uh, JBS with the Remedy, um, wasn't the record that they recorded initially. After the the record the, uh, uh, done by the forces of nature it didn't do terribly well and de la soul and uh uh, tropical quest did so much better the um they put out a record i think it's called funk i know it's not funky wizard but it's something like that warner brothers rejected it did you read that and it was just and and it took like three years for them to put a record out and it was just
0: well i saw that they had like a a bunch of gap years between releases and that may have like uh slowed down their momentum uh, yeah, I had no idea. Well, why, just the, I mean, just
4: the, 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 yeah, uh, just don't sign with a major I, label.
0: I
1: do think, yeah, well, and I do think there's a little bit to be said. And we could we could go way uh, <laughs> off the deep end on on stuff like uh, the cycles between releases that used to happen then and now, the difference between uh, releases release cycles for different types of music. You know, one of the things I remember talking about when we when we covered um, Gangstar back in the day was I was like I was like. They they had like put out a record like three years after putting out. It. I was like, who cares? Like, the, the oh no, Shane was like, oh you you have to like Shane was like, oh every, every six months, uh, yeah. You know, it's sure. it's, it's weird so because
4: yeah, there there are some bands that that put out like MC Light put out a record every eight months during that period
3: that I was talking about earlier. Sure, but nowadays people don't people you don't, don't, have don't to. wait to put out a record. Well, in the and it's it's a TikTok, it's it's a sixty second or ninety second video right. where you introduce a whole new song. And this is how people are getting discovered. And, and the production
1: quality on it is is solid, per and tools. it sounds like a yeah. It sounds like yeah. You know, they like that's a that's a path to getting uh, getting it out there in a substantial way. So anyway, I just think that's a it's a, it, it's, a it's a it's a fun accessible track that I just happened uh, upon. No, this is that a a in, in the future, you captain. will have 15 I mean, seconds to hold I, their attention. I, I yes. definitely
3: have a similar soft spot to you for. The ingenue, or the you know, the, the female vocalist, but oh, that's the only the one. manic you, pixie dream yeah. girl. But yeah. you, <laughs> you layer on top some good syncopated vocals. I'm all I mean, in. I'm yeah. all in. Yeah. yeah. This, Saint Vincent. This was, this was a was great a cool song. Uh, really enjoyed it. Thanks, Kevin.
1: Yeah. Sure. Okay. So. Um, so. Um, I think I've got next so week. You, you, what's coming up next week or next go around? Marvin Gaye. Oh hey, what's Hello.
0: going Whoa. on? Let's what's
1: see go- if we could get sued. What's going <laughs> on?
0: I have never listened to that whole record. I love that song. I've probably heard one or two other songs from it, but I've never heard that LP in its entirety.
1: Oh yeah, uh, before we go, don't forget if you have a suggestion, uh, comment, want to uh, figure out which one of us suggested a certain song, uh, shoot us a note at uh, message somebody at gmail dot com. Until next go around. Uh, Thanks again, Daniel, for joining us. I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. I'm Daniel. I'm Mark. This is Somebody Likes It.